Welcome to the Christy and Max Ogle podcast. I am Christy Ogle, the host of the Christy and Max Ogle podcast. And today's podcast is Handyman 10X Secrets. On Tuesdays, we interview a handyman from across the United States. And it is a little chilly where he is at today in Delaware. Stephen from All Around Maintenance. Steven, welcome. Welcome. Uh, good to be here. So, nice, uh, thanks to have me. Yeah, we're so excited to have you. So, tell us your story. How did you get in the handyman business? Well, back in 2008, I was, uh, we had the whole market crash thing. I was uh, doing testing and inspections for commercial and, uh, since market crashed and everything, I went over into doing maintenance uh, for a big company and um, stuck with that for about five years. In that five years time, I decided I want to open my own company and kind of liked what I was doing. So decided to be a handyman, used like, you know, $500, got myself a tool set and said, okay, got some business cards, started handing them out. Cool. So I want to definitely bring some attention to a golden nugget that you said uh, when you were explaining how you got in the handyman business. You took $500 and you started your business. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't cost a ton of money. You don't have to go out there and buy $20,000, $30,000 worth of tools. No, but I mean, it helped. I had a truck and a trailer. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's important to have a truck as a handyman. It's helpful yeah but i've seen on you know people use anything and everything i've seen one guy is using a little xb you know just strap the boards on the top and away you go do you want to know what we had when we started our handyman business was that a four-door toyota corolla and it was black and we mow lawn. We started mowing lawns. We don't do it anymore, but uh, we did anything to make money back in those days. And um, you wouldn't believe that you could fit a lawnmower in the back end of the Toyota Corolla. I mean, you had to strap down the, the hood or whatever, but um, yeah, the things you could put in the Toyota Corolla. It's funny you say that because I, I'm all about having different vehicles. And I've had, I can't tell you how many, just a ton over the years. And actually funny you should say Toyota Corolla because that is one that I have used. Yeah. And it was like a 1991 or something like that. And um, it was amazing. I mean, I, I was halfway tempted to just like build some lot uh, racks out of like two by fours or something. Just like, screw them to the roof. Yeah. More stuff on top, but you'd be yeah, you would be amazed how much stuff you can fit in the back seat in the trunk of that thing. It was amazing. I was just flabbergasted. Yep, yep. <laughs> so, what did you do in a former life before you started in maintenance and handyman and oh wait? Well, like I was saying, I was uh, basically testing and inspections for commercial construction, um, geological. <laughs> surveys and stuff like that um i was a lab rat it was great <laughs> basically um for commercial construction you'd go out and 
before anybody touches site, you'll do some soil borings and just to see what kind of building you can actually put on that land, what the soil can hold up. And uh, so we'd check that because we're in a lot, geologically, we're in a completely different area than you guys. Yeah. Um, it's all like a silt deposit from the glaciers where uh -huh. we're at from, because we have, you know, the Appalachians, which are, you know, right around the corner. And that's pretty much what developed us was all the runoff and everything from the uh -huh. Appalachians. So it's very silty, sandy, and some clay around here. And that's it. There's no, like, rocks. Wow. That is totally yeah. different than us. Huh? That is totally different than us. Yeah, and then there's a lot of water around us, too. So it's all marshy uh, at the same time, too. So there's a lot of water inside that as well. So, uh, like I said, first thing we do, soil borings. And then uh, kind of second thing we would kind of monitor is uh, when they grub site, which is basically take all the topsoil off, get it down to good building dirt, uh -huh. and then build up your building pad. So uh, at that point in time, I would take uh, – Check density of the soil, make sure that they're putting it on the right compaction and um, yeah. in the light, you know, in the correct layers, no more than like a foot, et cetera, et cetera. It's been, you know, 10, 12 years since then. So forgive me if I get something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I see after that, you know, go build, um, dig out for your footers, put your blocks on, you know, concrete and blocks on. And then uh, building pad, structural steel, uh, brickwork. Um, and then that's about the time I would leave site when everybody comes in to actually start putting everything else together. When the building's done, yeah. you know, skeleton structure, everything's there. That's when I left. Wow. So I never got to see the buildings get completed. It was horrible. But I would work on some pretty big mainline buildings. And it was uh, pretty cool. Awesome. So what made you decide to leave the maintenance business and just start your own handyman business? I got fired. You got fired, huh? Yeah, boss didn't like me. He was afraid I was going to take his job, which is really funny because I didn't want his job because it was too much headache, too much stress. And I was like, no, dude, I'm good. But uh, I was better than he was, like a lot. So he was afraid for his job. And um, so, yeah, he set me up and I fell into his trap and I got canned. I was like, felt bad for a couple of days. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'd already had my business going for about two years. Uh -huh. I, I did part-time for about two years, um, starting my business, trying to build up, you know, clientele and whatnot. And I was like, well, screw it. I mean, I didn't start this business for nothing. And um, yeah, just kind of, Full-time 40 hours for the last seven years. Wow. So, so it's a it was a blessing. It was, I don't know, you call it what you want. <laughs> <laughs> do you enjoy the handyman business? I do. I enjoy fixing stuff and, uh, you know, you go in and it's a wreck and you get done and it's amazing. And then you tell the people... I'm sorry. I want to live here now. <laughs> yeah, no joke. Yeah. 
Yeah. So there's been a lot of those times where, you know, you get done. It's just like, it looks so amazing. You're like, wow. You know, at least I get the pictures. I get to keep the pictures and see what it used to look or see what it looks like now. And yeah, uh, the wonderful, wonderful thing is every time you get done, you know, that's the best it's ever going to look. That's true. (laughs) So it's all right. I get to see it at its worst. I get to see it at its best. So in Texas, I bet our handyman jobs are a little bit different than your handyman jobs in Delaware. What primarily do you do in Delaware that brings in the income for you? I tell everybody, if you can break it, I can fix it. It pretty much sums it up. Um, And in my opinion, there can't be too much different between what you guys do and what I do. My opinion is because, I mean, if your toilet breaks... You say, yo, fix it. And somebody comes and they fix it or, you know, whatever. Uh, But I tell people all the time, my specialty is small jobs. What we want to do is if you break it, we want to fix it. Uh That's really what it comes down to. We we don't want to remodel anymore. We don't want to, you know, we don't want to replace your roof. We want to fix your roof. We don't Uh want to replace your side and we want to fix your side. You know, so that's, you know, if you got some leaky windows or whatever, all right, we'll remove and replace a window, but that's pretty much uh, simple stuff right there. Uh, But we're not trying to get into, you know, big remodel projects or anything like that. We really just want to be a true handyman service. I've seen a lot of handyman businesses where they start chasing the big chip paychecks. And I'm not going to lie. We did it in the beginning of our business. You know, we went from small jobs and then we went to remodels. But when you go into that, you have so many change orders that you're like, oh, it's really not that profitable. Where the profitability is, is in those little jobs that nobody else will touch. I love it. That's true. And I just kind of noticed that like myself, like last year or something like that. I'm like, wow, this is, how come I didn't do this? I mean, I I said I'm a handyman, but I never really went after handyman projects. I've always went after, you know, subcon or contractor, you know, type projects. And, you know, I can do it. It's not a problem for me, but the profitability, like you said, is just not there. Yeah. You know, there's so much change. And also there's a psychology with a customer. Like you might tell them this is a six week project on six day six. They're going, when are you getting out of my kitchen? When are you getting out of my bathroom? Like we told you it was a six week project, but they just having somebody else in the home, the psychology of the customer is you should be gone. Like I gave you the money. It should be done. You should be gone. Whereas there's this process you have to go through and it can make it real tough on handyman or remodelers. Yeah. Um, I completely understand what you're saying. I have some clients that have been like that but for the most part i'm just i just tell them straight up like look you know i'm going to take over your house yeah this is my domain now yeah you know and you really got to set that expectation right from the beginning and i don't care what it is you do whether it's handyman or whatever it's you know anything at all you need to set the expectation right straight from the beginning and say look this is what's going to happen yep by hiring me by calling me out this is what's going to happen, and, you know, and in the meantime, it's going to suck to be you, but in the end, you're going to love it, 
And if you don't love it, you tell me, and I make sure you love it. It's yeah. just the way it is. But that's why you call me and you say, hey, Steve, this is what I want. And that's what you get. So what are some resources that have helped you along the way to build your handyman business? I got to give it up to Master Networks. <laughs> um, that has been a key to growing my own mental knowledge, you know, my own, you know, growing me mentally, uh, as a business owner, as a business person, um, that has, it's done a ton for me. And, um, I can't speak highly enough for them, uh, for the networks that I've grown and built. And, um, that has been, for growing, and that's been, you know, number one. Number two, uh, you know, I like to pretend that the logo that I did catches a lot of people's eye. Um, don't put all your eggs in one basket and say, okay, well, I'm going to just do everything on, you know, Yelp or Home Advisor or this or that or the other thing. Um, around here, we have Angie's List. And, you know, I'm not the kind of person that's going to pay for leads and stuff but if there's a free opportunity i'm putting my information out there you know i claim my google site i claim you know this that and the other thing or whatever it is um and just whatever i can do to get my name out there and you know just do good by the people that you work for and you know i don't i'm not the kind of person that asks for reviews so i have very minimal reviews out there uh, but what I have are extremely good or well, there's one lady that wasn't too happy. Um, so she just kind of trolled me for a little bit. But other than that, <laughs> it happens. <laughs> Treat people good. Do what you got to do. So you said Master Networks. What is Master Networks? It is a network. It's a group of individuals who uh, is basically a networking group. Uh, they give you just kind of information uh, on a weekly basis just uh, to help grow you as a business owner uh, or even uh, help make you a leader in your own field uh, just to help. It's kind of a mindset, you know, it, it uh -huh. helps your, it helps you grow. They have different, um, uh, training tidbits, I guess, uh, you uh -huh. call it every week where they just say, Hey, you know, while we hit, hit this discussion, you know, talk about this, talk about that. And, um, everybody in the room generates some, Generally, some smart individuals, uh, very like-minded, where, you know, you got to have that entrepreneur kind of mindset to be able to free your mind so that you can absorb the knowledge that's actually being given. That's awesome. Does that make sense? It, it does make sense. That was a great explanation of what Master Networks is also. <laughs> Thank you. So what 
who has kind of inspired you along the journey? Do you uh, have anybody that's influenced you or that you follow to help you build your handyman business? Right now, I follow more of a spirit. And I say that because my uncle, when I was young, uh, he built his own company and he ended up building two different companies. They were both pretty successful uh, when he passed away. Uh-huh. And being that he passed away, I just kind of... I want to follow in his footsteps and I want to be able to do what he has done. So for me, that's kind of why my guidance right there is, you know, I know he's looking down and I know he's, you know, I feel like he can communicate with me or, or, you know, through this, that, or the other thing, or whatever, maybe he'll push me in the right direction, in my opinion. Maybe he is, maybe he isn't. But, you know, for me, uh, I like to think that way. Awesome. What's one common myth that people have about the handyman profession that you'd like to debunk? I don't know. Just call me, and I'll show you what, how it's all supposed to be done. Well, everybody else sucks. <laughs> I, love I love it now if i could step into or if you could step into my shoes and ask you a question what question would you ask yourself well that's just a messed up question right there it anyway. is it's deep right <laughs> what question should i ask myself that you might want to know I got nothing for you. I'm sorry. Um, I'd probably say I'd probably ask maybe something about family, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, uh, it's not a handyman question, but I got four kids, you know, so they're awesome. They're amazing. They're all a pain in my butt. Um, my daughter is she rules the roost. I have one daughter four, uh, three boys. Wow. And, uh, yeah, so she rules the roost. She's 17, and the oldest is 19, and the youngest is 13. And um, she is – my oldest is a spitting image of me. She is a spitting attitude of me. Oh, wow, <laughs> wow. Has your handyman so, business been able to afford you to be more involved in their lives? Because I know a lot of dads, they work, you know, 68 hours a week. They see the kids to, you know, kiss them goodnight for bed. So has having your own business allowed you to spend more time and being more involved in your children's lives? Sometimes. Sometimes it does, and other times it pulls me away because running your own business, whether it be handyman or whatever it is, um, any, you know, business owner will agree, uh, you know, when you're first starting out there, you have a lot of time obligations that you feel you must fulfill. You have to go do this. You have to go do that. Um, and it's not that much. It's you need to grow mentally to be able to change that. But to be able to say, uh, and basically, my kids are all pretty much grown up now. 
I have missed a lot of time, but at the same time, I've been able to have a lot of time with them as well. It's kind of makes sense. It's a mix and match. You know, I've always said Sundays are just for me, just for the family, period. So I can't say I've missed a lot of time with them or anything like that, but there's a lot of nights where I wake up or a lot of days, I guess I'd wake up, send them to school, get home. They're already in bed. I think that's pretty much any job you have. Now, how can our listeners connect with you? All around maintenance LLC at gmail.com. Awesome. And uh, before I get my handyman off the phone, I always ask, like to ask them a good, fun question to end the interview on. Uh, Steven, if you were on a desert island and stranded there and all of your human needs were met, what two luxury items would you take and why? What two luxury items do I get to keep with me? Yeah, you get to take them with you. I want a lawn chair with an umbrella, which is one item, please. That's one item, yeah. <laughs> I'll give it to you. And alcohol. And alcohol. <laughs> well, Stephen, it, it has been a joy interviewing you on our podcast. I can't wait to hear how your business has exploded a year from now. Uh, thank you so much. No problem. Thank you. We appreciate you. Thank you for listening to the Sometimes Spouse podcast, the Christy and Max podcast with Stephen from All Around Maintenance in Delaware. We appreciate you and look forward to hearing how you 10X your business with the handyman secrets.